We're back for another episode of Capes and Tights, a comic book and pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and that's Paul, guest co-host. Actually, technically the second week in a row um, because where we record a week in advance, basically. So Paul's episode of slabbed comic books or graded comic books. Slab or no slab. Released last week. And then uh, this week will be this episode talking about Doctor Strange. Adam is moving. So Adam is moving technically tomorrow as of this recording. But we talked and we we're like, let's give you some time off, man. Don't stress about the podcast. Don't stress about anything else. Get your stuff, your shit in your, your truck and move to <laughs> Illinois. And so he's like, oh, I can figure it out. And so I said, no, I'm going to tell you that you can't. <laughs> this is right, it. Just, You're getting just kicked it. off just the podcast for a couple of weeks. I so can't you imagine, can go. Like, moving's a pain in the ass. I can't imagine moving that far. Yeah, like, I, I moved from... Uh, Haver or, or Andover, Massachusetts, back to the Bangor area, which is about three and a half hour drive ish. Yeah. And that was stressful to me because I mean, like, oh, you yeah. move across town, you can make multiple trips. If you forget something, you, Not a big deal. To, you buy a house, you can start putting your stuff in there like slowly or whatever. Yep. When you leave us from state to state, you're basically like, I'm going and that's everything. It. If I forget something, I forget something. And that's yeah. it. Especially going, what, halfway across the country, technically? I mean, yeah. Illinois is pretty much halfway across the country. Well, it's both, yeah, it's both dead yeah. center, I would say, from here. And so, yeah, and uh, then you got to pack the family and everything else. Not even just him, it's just yeah. it's everybody. It's everything. Yeah. And then, so, like, he's the moving truck, I think, is showing up on the 12th. And then it's like a couple of days of helping move. And then they're moving out there and they're getting to their new place and moving in around the 18th or something like that of the month. And then they're, I don't know. So I basically said, you have until the 25th where we record again uh off and he said thank you so yeah i mean he's this is an episode he was kind of looking forward to but in the same sense like hey man shit happens and he Great. literally texted me goes oh my god we just sold the house like it was like in no time and so oh, it was awesome. a surprise to him too so oh, yeah, the way the cool. market is it's insane so yeah and it's like basically basically as is too that's what i heard it's like just basically like hey, we'll take the house that's it do yeah, you want us to do care. this nope nope do you want the house i'm like oh, okay I love this house. It was a cute little house, right? Even him. I don't know if I, it's in little city in Bangor and it's, um, it's a nice neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood, but it's like your intersection is Broadway, which yeah. is like one of the worst roads in Bangor area for me to drive on. So like, I hate being in that intersection. I can't imagine every morning getting up and like getting having up, that, going be through your, that yeah. Broadway center street, interstate mm-hmm. combo mess there. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome because yep. the people we have fans listening to this podcast who live in California are like, no what the what hell are you talking about? Um, if you ever <laughs> want to dealing with way more traffic and in, in if you sunny Bangor, ever want to visit Bangor, you'll know avoid Broadway. Basically, you yes. only need to go to Hammond Street, right? I mean, that's the only place you need to go in Bangor. It's the only place I'm aware of. Yeah. 547 Hammond Street. Maybe, where... maybe, uh, maybe hit the downtown OBC uh, tasting room. Yeah, I see. There you go. I mean, we're right there. You're, you're all you need to do right there. Um, yep. actually, I did on you, uh, we're, we're the way a reasonable walk, like it's, it's a little ways from there. You could, you could get walk there. there, Uber back. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I'm not absolutely. walking from here. I can walk to a, a brewery, but I don't know about walking back from a brewery, especially uphill. It'd be all uphill <laughs> from here. That would suck. <laughs> but we uh normally just talk comic books on this podcast, you and I, and this is comic book related, yeah. obviously, because it it's, a, it's a movie based on comic books. Um, but we just are gonna shoot the shit about dr strange and get us in the mindset for a new movie that's coming out at the beginning of may which is dr strange in the multiverse of madness and one thing i wanted to touch on the top of this just before we get into the actual dr strange movie is it's kind of funny i feature or i figure that dr strange in the multiverse of madness is more like what 
Civil War was to a Captain America movie. If that makes any sense, that Civil War has so many other non-Captain America people in it. Right. It became like an Avengers, pseudo-Avengers movie. And I feel like this Doctor Strange movie has so many people in it or supposed to be in it or a theory to be in it that it almost is like a pseudo uh, mashup movie or, or like a, a team style movie, and that's well, just kind I, of I was funny reading about it. all about a new character being introduced to the MCU in the movie because I spotted them in a in a brief real quick. I'm like, oh hey, and then I looked up like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to be making their debut in it. And you know, so with, with Wanda being in the new one, and and, and obviously yep. Doctor Strange and all the other people that are going to be in it, it's like it's okay. There's so many other people in this movie that I mean, at least like the Spider-Man movies, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Spider-Man, there's multiple Spider-Mans in it. So I can understand it being a Spider-Man, Spider-Man. movie. Yeah. But with, with uh, Doctor Strange, it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which it could just be called Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, like, just let it fly. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah, even give so. it the Doctor Strange title of being the sequel. Just make it its own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the original movie, Paul, came out in November 4th of 2016. It's been six, almost six years. That's pretty crazy That's to think about. crazy. Um, Still and, very well done too. Like all of the special effects and stuff held up extremely well. I thought very well. I mean, it was made for two hundred and thirty-six point six million dollars. To me, uh, it's insane. It hold up. <laughs> Adam, Adam and I are talking about um, the Star Wars movies too for our Star Wars week, and the the little amount of money those like one hundred and fifty million dollars Star Wars Episode One was made for. Yeah, this is double that, and you it's just funny to like- think about. Yeah. How much of that the, the sets of Star Wars were all made by mm-hmm. a single person making these ships? They're being filmed like, you know, it's your your cost of it back then was probably considerably less. You didn't have all these computer graphics and mm-hmm. you know a uh, uh, hundred people working on the background stuff to make the all of the yeah. images work. Exactly, you know, that was probably it, five people in a room. Like, <laughs> a little different. It is, and it and it made two six hundred and seventy seven million dollars. That's that's a good return on your investment, right? I mean. I mean, that's pretty I, good. I would take that, yeah. Yeah, I'd be I mean, alright with that, I guess. For movies that's now, solid I mean, GP. It, it's unbelievable how Morbius is not doing that. It's I, I yeah. We're a couple weeks in now, and I just read an article last night that Morbius is at 123 million globally or something like that. It had a 75 percent drop off from weekend one to weekend two. That like hurts. Friday night in it, the movie theaters, this that Friday night after the original release, it made like three million dollars. I keep hearing these constant like mixed reviews of it, but I think because of mixed reviews, because I'm not the biggest fan of the Sony like universe they've created, and I'm honestly just not a very big Morbius fan. Yes, I'll just wait till it comes out. Like my wife Me- and I love going to theaters. Like my wife absolutely loves going to theaters, and um, I'm probably not gonna bother going and seeing Morbius if it fell in my lap, like the opportunity to go see it. Sure, um, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to go see it. And, and, and I haven't heard that much great about it. If, like, if everybody was saying, "Oh, you've got to see Morbius," you know, I'd probably be more inclined. Yeah, but where it stands right now, I'll get to it when it comes out eventually. And the difference between like a movie like this, like Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming out, we're all as as comic book or superhero movie fans, we're all hoping it's successful because we want the next thing. Like, you want yeah. that next Marvel Cinematic Universe movie because they have like a kind of a a formula that they've been able to do. And it's been good. Whether you're the best, <clears throat> well, whether it's the best movie you've ever seen or not, at least they have yeah. this formula that they've been able to like make movies that make money and are yeah. are um not horrible. Like they're not like you walk out in the middle of a movie kind of thing. I mean, some people right. might feel like that, but like there's 
there's most of them do well enough, uh, or at least since like Thor Dark World or, or, or Incredible Hulk. Some of those movies, people were like, I, if that was made now, he probably would have walked out of it and so on. Um, yeah. I do give some of the movies that came out during the pandemic era some leeway in the sense that some of it has to do with filming and writing and, 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 and release schedules and all this stuff that maybe Challenges like that's why that. Eternals is that got that little like that bit to me where it's like it's not good. I, I did not like Black Widow either. Not that this is what we're here to discuss today, but I wasn't but a Black a, Widow fan either. But a bunch but, of people did. So, um, yeah. But my point would be is the Morbius thing is I think that most of us are like, as, as Marvel Cinematic Universe fans are really hoping it's crap because if <laughs> Sony realizes any movie they make that doesn't have Kevin Feige involved in it doesn't make them any money, then maybe they'll start working on only MCU films or some sort of selling rights back or like back leasing to, rights. Yeah, yeah. Marvel or, and, yeah and we'll let we'll you get... guys handle it. We'll just kind of take a bit of credit for it or something. Like that would be good, I think, because yeah, this the Sony-verse stuff is generally painful i feel like yes but, and it's the same thing with a lot of us in the fantastic four movies a lot of us are like when the oh. fantastic four the first fan or the second sorry the third fantastic four movie came out we were all kind of like hoping it would bomb because at that time we were, we were seven years or so into the mcu we're like we want marvel to have fantastic four back fantastic four back i think there's and a fair amount of people that don't even know that movie exists yes and that I would probably, but I haven't even seen it yet, but I've heard that Morbius is in the same realm. So we'll, we'll, Ooh, we'll get to that when that comes. Painful. But um, this movie was well-liked. It was 89% uh, critic rated and 86% audience rated, uh, which is pretty cool. Scott Derrickson did this, who is, did the uh, some Spider-Man movies uh, stuff. And he also was a pretty much a horror movie director when this movie came out. Interesting. Um, which makes me think that it kind of, I mean, it has that aspect to it. If you think about it, all the movies, you put all the movies out there that are Marvel movies. Uh, this has the most horror genre. I, one of it. my notes to this was that this was a very dark MCU mm -hmm. movie. Both, I felt like it was dark in the overall filming of it. It didn't look like your standard Marvel movies. It had that, uh, you know, much darker images and stuff. But plot-wise as well, was, mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't follow the happy chipper Marvel stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that makes sense that it was done by a horror, yes. horror guy. So that's that's cool. Um, written by Derrickson with a couple other people. And then uh, Kevin Feige obviously produced it. Michael Giacchino, who did Spider-Man, Rogue One, Star Trek, and Pixar soundtracks, did the music, which you can kind of see. Um, obviously, stuff, uh, starred Benedict Cumberbatch, Chaweedle, Edge of Four. <laughs> it's a hard name to say. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong. Uh, Michael Stolberg, Benjamin Bratt, Scott Atkinson, Mads Mikkelsen, and Tat Tilda Swinton. So the funny thing about this movie, it's funny how it's Benedict Cumberbatch, right? And Benedict yep. Wong. And Wong, Benedict Wong's name in the movie is Wong. Wong. And two of the main stars both have the first name Benedict, which is a name that you don't hear that often. Not a common so, name. <laughs> fun facts about Doctor Strange <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, this first movie, obviously. But... Yeah. We can dive right into some of it. So it's funny that yeah. I laugh the very beginning op cold opening scene where he's like getting scrubbed up. Yeah. I wonder if anybody went out to the movie theater and saw Doctor Strange, had no idea about the character at all, and was like, oh, I didn't know he was an actual doctor. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know the background. I, <laughs> like, there's definitely those movie people who didn't know that. Yeah. I, I felt like the um the origin in this movie was well done. It followed very much the, the original origin of Dr. Strange, but was very enjoyable to watch on screen. Um, side note, I wasn't, I went into this movie 
not the like biggest Doctor Strange fan. Um, my uncle absolutely loves him. It's one of his favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And my uncle and I grew up reading comics together and stuff like that. And that was always one of his. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I had a huge predisposed opinion of Doctor Strange. Um, but after watching the movie, I have read several different major Doctor Strange story arcs because I enjoyed the character that much. Mm-hmm. So that gave me that uh, kind of launch point from from the movie. Which is some of the things that I love talking to people about is the idea that the MCU, we're all in this, like you're a comic book store owner. And one of the things that you're hoping as a store owner, just for profit's sake, but also to get comic book fans, is that maybe they'll watch a movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out here in a couple of weeks, and then come in and buy previous back trades or right. comic books back off, issues the, off the shelf. Or, exactly. Yeah, or, or start collecting from there. Say, hey, you know what? Uh, you know what's out right now that involves this character? And, um, and start up with it. So sure, one, absolutely. One thing we've talked about that you and I had to shop is just like surprising they haven't like, I mean, they kind of did. I mean, they released Strange and they did the death of Doctor Strange and all that stuff recently to give you like yeah. the Doctor Strange name is in people's minds before this movie yeah. comes out. It's, in, thing, it's in practically almost every week or bi-week print right yes, now. Yes, so that you have that ability to know who Doctor Strange is, who is currently, obviously the movie theater version of Doctor Strange is a little bit different than the current book form of Doctor Strange. Very. but. But the name is least out there. But I'm glad they don't yeah. do it like the beginning of the movie. Like, make sure you check out your Marvel comic. Like, it's, it would seem cheesy to like make it more of a commercial, self promoting. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that the the comic book characters are different than a, than the TV characters, so it might piss people off being like, "Oh, I bought Strange, and it's not the exact same thing as Doctor Strange in the movie theater," kind of thing. Right. Super confusing to people if they pick it up and have no idea what's going on. Um. So I would say, in my in my opinions, uh. Benedict Cumberland was uh, Cumberbatch was a like spot on actor choice for Doctor Strange. Like it's like the Chris Evans Captain America and the Robert Downey Jr. Fireman. I think they nailed it. I think they have they they got Doctor Strange perfect. He he was amazing at the role. I I love his um his overall arrogance of the character when he starts as you know mm-hmm. he he wouldn't have had his uh his issues come up if he wasn't so arrogant. You know, that scene where he's driving the Lamborghini there and he's just flying through traffic. And you're like, you know, if you didn't have this, like, I am above all mentality, none of this would happen to you in the first place. Correct. I mean, it reminds me a lot of the origin story for Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Where he was kind of cocky and, and it's obviously the same thing, driving in the car, <laughs> going to the airport yeah. from Iron Man 1. There's this, there's this complaint from people that this is more of a blueprint that they use from iron man to this movie where there's this connection between billionaire or like rich rich people right. who were uh arrogant and that they're here's their origin story how they did this they went to a foreign country da da da, da and it's like very similar in those aspects but i also feel like this is the last one we're gonna get like this after the success yeah. of some of these movies like um shang chi where it's like you kind of get like he's he's he is shang chi and then you kind of get like a oh this is how he became shang chi quickly and right. with spider-man it's like with, with no way home or sorry homecoming it was like oh spider-man is has his powers and oh he, it, in conversation mentioned oh i got bit by radioactive spider and so on and so forth you don't really need to right, dive yeah, right i mean how many times do we have spider-man's origin we well, don't correct correct really don't i think also it. they'll do it for it, fantastic four like they won't actually right. be like here's a spaceship and they're going into space and, we're and off the graves yeah. and da, 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 da. But I think this will be the last one of that way. The, the way that's basically like Doctor Strange, the doctor, 
to the you know Sorcerer Supreme in a movie. I feel like it will either be you'll get someone's origin in the Multiverse of Madness, and then right. you'll see them get their own movie. I don't think you'll. Yeah. I don't think we'll see many more where it's like from scratch you know, Ant-Man's where it's like, he's just Scott Lang and then he becomes Ant-Man and those kind of things. I think we'll, we're going to be in that more either if you know, well, you know, or right. from another movie to another movie. And this solo movie is just a continuation of the previous movie where they found their origin story in it. I think it was a good choice to do the entire origin of Dr. Strange <laughs> because as big of a character as he is in the MCU's comic universe and how long he's been around, there's still plenty of people that don't know. Mm-hmm. that character you know we talked about at the beginning there how many people might have gone and been like wait he was actually a doctor like you didn't, they didn't know that origin yes um and getting into the importance of of the choice right because he you get in the movie where he could use the magic to make his hands work perfectly yes and just go back to his life or he can go forth and, and try to do for better good of humanity and move on to become the sorcerer supreme eventually so do you, um, do you think it was just as much of a of a of a big swing for Marvel? A, they start off with Iron Man, right in the MCU. It's a yeah. pretty big swing for some people. Again, Iron Man. What, what Iron Man? What, what your kids see as Iron Man nowadays is not the Iron Man that we knew. Like we don't. It wasn't as like when you go to the store and everything's Marvel. It was not Iron Man. Like it no. wasn't like like all your posters you see about Marvel and all the things of Iron Man and Spider Man and all those things on it. It was basically Spider Man. Yeah. On everything. Iron Man had taken over. Iron Man the, and Hulk, I think. Yep. Iron Man had taken over the mantle of the iconic Marvel character after 2008, really. And yeah. and this is a big whip. Guardians of the Galaxy was a big whip because no one really knew who the hell Guardians of the Galaxy was unless you were a huge comic book fan. I think Doctor yeah. Strange was in that. He was on that periphery of, obviously, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. Those are the ones people already knew. But Doctor Strange was one of the ones where I'm like, I could take it or leave it. Like you just said, I, I, I don't really care as much right. about it. I'm going to go see it. It's an MCU movie. It's going to further the story of the actual, you know, phase, Marvel whatever universe. it is, but yes. Um, but I, I definitely going into it, thinking about that originally. And every time I watch it the same way where I'm like, I could probably skip this movie. It's not my wife's favorite by far right. uh, is I could probably, but I don't because I want to get in there and I want to like, okay, there's a reason behind this movie that makes sense. And Benedict right. Cumberpatch is an amazing actor. Like in yes. general. So I like watching his acting and I think he did a great job. And then Rachel McAdams did a really good job as well. Um, and, uh, you know, she was supposed to originally be Pepper Potts. No, I did not know that. They, they offered her a role as Pepper Potts, but turned it down because she didn't want to be in a, a Marvel movie, but then realized later on when this movie casting she came should out have been in that a... she should have been in a Marvel movie because she would have made a yeah. much more money. Well, I, I think the casting for Pepper Potts was very good too. I think mm-hmm. that was properly done. So I, I don't think Rachel McAdams would really fit as Pepper. Like, I, it'd be different. It's honestly hard to see, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty because you don't actually, yeah. we, when I picture Pepper Potts in the movie, I don't picture Rachel McAdams because she wasn't Pepper Potts, if that makes any sense. Right. But I mean, reading, growing up, reading Marvel things and this and that, like yeah, yeah, Pepper, yeah. Pepper should be kind of a tall redhead and Rachel mm-hmm. McAdams is neither tall nor redhead. So, no. but, but. Um, but, you mentioned the car scene, driving on the phone. Yeah. Did you get the hint? that the Air Force colonel that was crushed his lower spine in some experimental armor was a nod yep. to the person who was injured during Justin Hammer's testing in Iron Man 2, connecting the universes in a weird way. So this is one of the few oh, movies see. that if you watch this movie, there is no actual connection in the movie to right. the MCU. Like there's no crossover between characters in the actual movie. We're talking 
post-credit scenes and all that stuff aside mm. is you're saying from the beginning <clears throat> of this movie to the end of this movie you you could technically someone could watch this and not realize that they're in the mcu right except for hints I like was, that i was uh so we're, we're back to watching the movies with the with my daughters in yep. the order of their releases so uh this one had to get us out of order to watch it and uh i was thinking it was referencing uh Rhodes after his the battle of during the civil war scene um so this is pre-civil war yes and okay. so there's that there's that aspect so there, if you like, remember that when they're in the uh, they get summoned by the government to like do the thing, and they show the he over overtakes. Yeah, the, the he, he screwed up like everything. Yeah, that and, and that, that it's a lower torso. Was... Yeah, experimental oh. crushed spine thing. Yeah, and so they're connected in that. There was a couple other things too. I, I heard on a different uh, uh, website that said something about like these small nods that were to the MCU, but really, again, we're kind of like the way that I'm, I'm rewatching the Netflix Marvel stuff, mm. or now now Disney Plus because they switched over to right. Disney Plus with right, it. Right, right, right. Um, and it's kind of like those things where they'll like mention like the devils of hell's kitchen, but it won't say daredevil and like right. the guy with unbreakable skin kind of thing. And, 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 uh, and Ant-Man, when they said we got someone who, uh, a guy who climbs on walls, like those are the kind of ways of connecting things that are not basically saying Spider-Man or daredevil right. or whatever. So I kind of like those nods to just say, okay, I want to show you that we're in the same universe. We're in continuity, but we don't need to put Iron Man in this movie for you to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. There's like no that. scene of Iron Man flying by or, you know, Spider-Man swinging off a building or something. It just gives you that little idea of it all. Yeah. The last thing about that little car thing is don't drive and look at your images on your phone, your screen, or anything. You're going to get right. in a big accident. Unless you want to become Doctor Strange. That's a different story. Then do that. <laughs> I don't that that scene is definitely a uh I don't know how he would have survived that crash. Like that that car for being a a you know, high-end sports car apparently was well designed to yeah. take that kind of crash because that was a hell of an accident. Yes, and 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 it's funny too because if anybody's watched the What If series too, that's a good one. They had Doctor Strange yeah. episode where he does he lives that over and over. That was a and very over good over again too. because of the yeah. time travel part of it. But uh, um, but otherwise, I mean, as a whole with this movie, the special effects were unbelievable. I yes. loved that it had this like inception feel and but yeah, also like every time they entered the mirror dimension but the mirror dimension was perfect because it made it seem like a mirror dimension to me you can't just mirror what's outside because then it just you don't you as a viewer like they will know because they're in it yeah but as a viewer you wouldn't know like if they start doing things like oh my god they're tearing buildings down you're like oh wait they're in the mirror dimension you have to remember that but making yeah. it look different yeah it's pretty cool so you as, as a viewer knew whomever is in control of that mm -hmm. battle of the, the moment is manipulating everything around them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can tell you my, uh, so my 10 year old and my eight year old were, were able to follow along that whole plot and understand the mirror dimension and that they were in a different world than our current world mm -hmm. and things like that. They were, you know, they, they were able to follow through all of that through how well they did the, the cinematics of it. Um, so I, I was impressed. I didn't really have to explain much to my girls. They they followed right along of what was happening. Um, because there's a lot. You're dealing with magic. Yeah. You're dealing with them opening portals. You're dealing with, you know, uh, time-space continuum. Um, and, and my girls followed all of that. So it was obviously a very well-done movie that, you know, your family could follow. Yeah. It, it, it's also funny. Up until this point, you have 
like Hulk obviously is a superpower that that happens because of a, like a an accident in a sense. Like yeah, Iron Man is Iron Man suit. You have Thor who's a god. You don't really have at this point in the MCU many characters that have superpowers. If that if that makes any sense, like they have, right. he's a god, which obviously he has superpower. All gods have some sort of superpower. Uh, yep. Iron Man has a suit. Um, you have you say say you even go to Ant Man's and things like that. Those are like a suit again. So you yeah, don't so have that using many. Some form of you, your um, Guardians of the Galaxy are all like just like Star Lord. Technically, is just a human being. Uh, it's like, his technology again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. again there's this there is some superpowers out there but like if you think about it this is how people would explain superpowers if you didn't know superpowers is magic, magic and that's where right. like if i were to explain to someone like if you just simplified superpowers to someone it's magic like right that's a simplification of what superpowers are to people so it made sense for me to have dr strange be in this universe and have this magic um right there is this sense of too much power that we have this conversation that you know Adam and I or someone will have at some point with Captain Marvel when we get there is that mm. is there such thing as too much power and I feel like there is something to say about Doctor Strange and his magic and having pretty much unlimited ability to do anything anything he wants realistically but then you get into the things like the rules that yes. are being followed you know and um, his responsibility to stick to those rules and the consequences of breaking them that you can get into some of the interesting things of why he has to be still limited by it. Mm. Right. Because yes. if you start twisting too much and you start having things like the, the overall villain Dormammu, you know, this, you could open yourself to that kind of being coming into your world. So it, it, it gets into some of that interesting ideas that yes, you are the sorcerer Supreme and you have all of these abilities, but there's a cost to using them all. You bet become Darth Vader, right? Right, yeah, pretty much, right? You give into the dark side. Um, speaking of Dormammu, kind of disappointed, Space honestly. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed. I was kind of disappointed in Dormammu, honestly. When they got to that point and you're like, oh my gosh, we're finally going to meet it. And it was just this weird Boarding face. Head. Yeah, they, they, it didn't seem ominous to a point where like this all-powerful being is... It didn't scare me. Like, it was, like not scare me, but you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. It didn't portray what I thought it should portray. And it seemed simple for Dr. Strange to think about beating Dormammu. Like it just, Oh, I just need to I make like, him annoy him basically. Right. I like the way he beat him because I mean, it, it's I think unique. a big battle scene with this being that you're trying to make so um, above anything that we can handle would be a challenge. You know what I mean? It's anytime mm -hmm. you make your, your villain, this like cosmic or you know godly being and you get into how are you supposed to defeat it then you're like oh well he he beat it so mm -hmm. it really wasn't that big of a deal maybe so in this case did he beat it dormammu no no you know the, he did not beat dormammu he just gave him the the ultimate weapon against him was time like guess what you're just this is going to be it you're going to be living this forever and ever and ever and i'll just keep dying and tough luck he just annoyed so, the shit out of him yeah yeah eventually Dormammu was like all right screw it tell you what like, it would beat me if someone just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke you for the rest of your life, like, screw this, I'm done. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's it. I've had enough. But no, I agree, Dormammu on screen, and that's a hard character, I would think, to do it and is, have it on but... screen well. Um, but I would agree, it was kind of disappointing. It was kind of um, quick. You get that glimpse of him there yeah. when when Doctor Strange is opening his eye, that third eye in the comics you see a lot. Um, 
and, and he's going through time and space and dimensions and you see Dormammu for a glimpse. Um, but I would say, yeah, I didn't find him to be, it was, it was quick and not really intimidating or, or not. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. No, but I, but I it also it, the movie didn't take away from the movie. I just thought it was one of those things that I looked at it. I'm like, eh, and watching yeah. it over again, it's like the fourth or fifth time I've seen the movie. And it's like, still every time it doesn't resonate the same way. I feel like other villains in the MCU have resonated with me. I don't, I don't know like, how I, I would have done it differently, though. I, I, I don't know either. I just I don't, I don't it know was what like almost a letdown with how the magnitude of the movie was happening. Mm. That it almost was a letdown that this is just a, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me at the time. Like I felt like if I would fought entire video game to get to the final boss and that was my final boss i don't think i would be Big as happy head. yeah like yeah. i just did obviously like i said i don't know what else to do because obviously there's connections to the comic books and all that stuff too but like right i don't know how to fix it but i just know that one of those things that always is like it wasn't very didn't jump out to me and go oh my god that's badass yeah it, it, you know so but that's like the dark dimension was very like yes. neon-y and not yeah. really yeah i don't know it, it didn't have that terrifying feel you know what no. I mean? If it was done more of like a a, a hell image of fire yeah. and brimstone stuff, maybe that would have been more instead of this cosmic-y, multicolored, yeah. Which is somewhat, I think, where they're going to be doing with, with Multiverse of Madness. It seems like some of those images from the trailers and stuff like that are very dark, scary, buildings floating yeah. away, just like things that are frightening. The one thing I think of Adam and I talk about a lot on these movies is the appropriate amount of humor that this movie is a pretty serious movie. He lost the use of his hands. He mm. is a doctor. That's how he makes his money. He is has an ego. Obviously, has to deal with that. And it's about harnessing this power and the dark dimension and all this stuff. But yet, they still have the ability to throw in things. And my always statement on the podcast is everybody farts at a funeral. Or not everybody. Someone at some point farts <laughs> at a funeral. The idea is someone makes a joke at a funeral. Like, we go to funerals, right. a sad, 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 sad moment for a lot of people. But there's no such thing as a perfectly 100% solemn time. Like, even when a natural disaster happens, it's not like somewhere else in that time, someone down there is like, oh, I'm glad I didn't bake that cake last night. Like, someone jokes right. about something that would have happened because it's part of uh, healing. It's part of... Yeah. Moving on. And so I do like how Marvel's been able to do this. movie wasn't a comedy at all, but the idea that like when he introduces himself, it says, Mr. Doctor, he's like, yeah. Mr. Doctor goes, no, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. It's actually Doctor. So Mr. Doctor, and he goes, no, it's strange. Maybe it is, but who am I to judge? And it's like yeah. those kind of things. It's like funny because it is funny name, Doctor Strange. Yeah. The fact that he still goes by Doctor. Right. Like, after the fact that he is no longer. He's no practicing. longer. Right, he wants to make sure he holds that title, which and is the I name that they call him Strange. I love the kind name of strange. arrogance of the character. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also like the Wi-Fi password joke, where it's like, "What's that?" He goes, "It's yeah. the Wi-Fi not, password." We're not, We're not savages. savages, and those no, kind of things scene. too. With the Beyonce yep. part of it, uh, those kind of fun. Just him stealing yeah, the books in the library while yes. Wong's listening to Beyonce. Yes, and so like that, 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 that mm. stuff is funny to me because it would. I think it would happen. It doesn't take away, and it gets, makes you. It breaks from the solemnness of some movies can be for a moment, just like, <laughs> and then you're back to the serious part of the movie. That's my. I had one scene I was not a fan of in the comedy where he he puts the the cloak on and straightens it, and is like all serious, ready to go, and then the cloak starts like messing with him, and he's like, "Stop it, stop it!" Like, do you know whose I, idea that was? Whose idea was that? Benedict Cumberbatch. Really? Yeah, that's funny. I I did not love that scene. I thought we were. It's the to me, it's like the Hulk scenes where you're waiting yes. for that big Hulk moment and then 
they they didn't give it to you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. The one thing I, I do I, like I, about the, the cloak of levitation having its own mind. Yeah. Is a cool thing. And I do think yep. there's one scene where he wipes a tear, the, the cloak wipes a tear away from his eye, which mm. is a good, like, a, I'm, I've got your back kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. It's like that stupidness of like, it's, it's screwing with you. Kind of like what Adam and I complained about Venom too, where like Venom was too much of a, um, you know, hormonal teenager that like there was just this too much of this joking back and forth between the two. That's like, no, this is a serious, like, like this is right. not from the comic books. Like there is a joke right. here and there, but like Venom eats people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> like the cloak of levitation is a serious mythical history entity passed down to multiple people thing that you should probably not have it be like screwing with you and playing like hide and go seek and slapping and playing tag and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a scene I wasn't a huge fan of. So, so let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on the villain Cassilius in this? The Cassilius, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. His eyes are creepy as hell. His eyes were creepy. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. I get, it, it showed to me like the eyes thing. It's the whole thing about this COVID pandemic thing we've been going through is that I said to myself, like we probably would have been over this in six months if when you got COVID, you got this like big wart on your face because no one would want that visible right. thing like you like you had right, it and you, you obviously were able to just stay home it's fine whatever you did your thing got past it but if it was like visible you wouldn't want to be seen i, right. I feel like everybody would have been like the safest possibly they could because they're like screw this i don't want this like scar on my face from this big wart same thing with this the dark dimension does this to you so you yeah. look hideous like you could go through your entire life harnessing the power of the dark dimension but if that's what you're going to look and people are going to know Hey, you're a, a craphead. That you're that's they get the cost behind it. So I, I that was good. He actually, his name is Mads, the actor, lost track of scenes because of all the CGI. Oh, like really? he didn't know where he was because it was basically a green screen. And he's like, right, "What scene are we doing again?" Uh, which is kind of funny because yeah, there's got to be a lot of green screen in it. I don't know. Again, the villain in this movie, I almost feel like if you break it down and ask me, uh, Adam and I talked the Dark Knight a couple of weeks ago and the Dark Knight was, I felt like the first movie, the, the villain was Gotham in a sense. Like obviously it was Ra's al Ghul and it was- Right, and it was um, Scarecrow. Scarecrow, but like Gotham right. as a city was like, he was fighting back against the city. And I feel like in this movie, it was like Doctor Strange fighting against his ego. <laughs> like the, his yeah. ego was the actual villain of the movie more than- than uh, Casillas and Dormammu, but it was him becoming and accepting what he was becoming correct. more than anything. Yeah, without so my, watching some, the movie, watch out, watch without watching the movie right away. Like, say, hey, go watch the movie and tell me who the villain is. If someone watched yeah. the movie when it came out in 2016 and I say, tell me who the villain is, they likely aren't going to be able to answer me unless they've seen it multiple times and they they remember the movie specifically. Yeah, that's the reason. That's the whole point about how I don't think that Casillas was strong I, enough as a I villain. did not remember exactly who the villain was while watching yeah. it. I'd only I think I saw it I saw it in theaters. I probably saw it one more time post theaters. So I usually yeah. watch again when it comes out. Um and then now with, with my girls we all watch it as a family. Um my issues with him were he he was not in the movie all that much. Yep. I did not have a whole lot of feelings in about him overall. Like I didn't really I had no didn't really care yes let's just say you know we we got this quick backstory that he came to them broken that he lost his family and that's why he's obsessed with now with stopping all time and all loss and and essentially like look everybody will lose but then we all gain type thing and no one will ever lose somebody again um so i i could i could kind of get the mentality they're trying to put behind him 
but I feel like overall, I, as a character, I, I didn't have that much interest in him as a whole. And he yeah, wasn't I, on there, on, like screen time, he wasn't really there that much besides fight scenes. Yes. It, there's this thing that, I mean, my wife and I were talking about, we were watching The 100, it was on CW, and we read the books. And in the books, like you had, you felt cared for the characters in the books. Like you felt mm-hmm. like this person, like I actually care what happens to this person, whether they're a villain or a hero you you you've cared for them uh in, in like in loki being a villain in the first few movies of, of marvel cinematic universe like you understood why he became a villain because of his being adopted and you have a little story behind how he yeah. got to that point uh in a lot of these movies on yellow jacket in ant-man you kind of have this connection you feel for this villain in a sense because he feels like he's being slighted at his own company and they won't give him the technology and, and so there's this this connection you have to this and i don't feel like they gave us enough of a connection at the beginning of casilius to no. make me care about casilius to care that he is evil but he shouldn't be and we right. want to we want to help him in a sense we want to get him away from this correct and so i feel like there isn't this connection that makes me feel love or, or love for the villain like i, I when yeah. i watch read the walking dead or watch the walking dead i feel love for negan because i feel bad that he was the way he became Negan was the story behind him and right. that stuff, that shitty stuff that happened to him turned him into Negan. And it, that there villain wasn't a, origin. Yes. There is no villain origin really for him. It was just, like I said, that was what no. we're going to probably see in Marvel movies for heroes in the future, but the whole like flashback or like quick story, but I don't feel like it was enough of a rooted caring for, like yeah. we basically got the description of who he was at the beginning of the movie before we even cared about any the whole it. idea but I, I don't know if yeah. we really even figured out what dr strange was in the movie by the time you'd already yep. like kind of gone past what Cassilius's deal was i mean basically you get him he murders someone right in front of you very like kind of gruesomely decapitates them and yep. you're like wow whoa okay um and then a quick fight scene where they're trying to stop his escape yep and then he's just kind of gone again yeah and then he shows and, up and here and there a to fight mention and of it, him yeah. i think of like the fear of strange becoming like him from uh the ancient one she makes a quick kind of reference and and with uh what Mordo, they're going back yeah. and forth a little bit and i think that's kind of the only origin you get to him any backstory of him you, there was no like scenes that i would say that would have been good of like him losing his family yeah. or him coming to them broken him becoming obsessed with with releasing the dark dimension into our world you know something like that we, would have done a lot, I think. But I, I think due to the time restrictions of the movie and how much you wanted to get into the magic yes. and the effects and, and, of course, the origin of Strange, we limited Cassilius to the point where I had no real caring of him. I mean, nowadays, I mean, this movie came out in 2016, so it's still technically nowadays, but six years ago is an hour and 55-minute movie, which is yeah. honestly, nowadays, for a Marvel movie or a superhero movie, is, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? shorter than what it would yeah. be so maybe you would have gotten that if they would have made it nowadays they also could have just switched the timing on it. i feel like the cult the opening like showing the the, the casilius thing at the beginning and not like let's go and cut uh, to comertage and do the stuff with darth uh, for dr strange and then have a flashback in there explaining who casilius was right somewhere further in the movie when i had a care for comertage and for the Sorcerer Supreme and Phil Swinton and all those things. I just yeah. I, the timing of it all was a little bit off on that to give me a more uh, thing on it. Well, speaking of Tilda Swinton, the Ancient One, obviously we know as comic books as an old white or Asian dude with white hair, uh, yeah. and then switching it up obviously was a big 
pushback on a lot of, of people who thought they were um, that comic book fans rooted in the fact that it was a male in the comic books right. and they switched it to a female. Um, but then the big thing about whitewashing, about how they made a white lady, <laughs> the ancient one. Uh, and so yeah. it is a weird casting. I do think they took some risks and I liked it because I think she was bad. I mean, Tilda Swinton's badass in everything she's ever touched. Um, but I think she took it and grabbed it by the, the gonads and, and did it. And, and it was a great, in the end, when you see that she was casted as the ancient one, you're like, what? But then you see it happen and I'm like, okay. She also didn't have that much of an impact on the entire movie either. It's not like she was in every scene. Right, right. She had, she had a fair amount of screen time. Um, her battle scenes were, were epic. Yes. Uh, she was great in the battle scenes. I liked her as a teacher. Um, and I feel like you did feel some of her burden and responsibilities yeah. as being the ancient one, as being the sorcerer supreme of um, how much that wore on her. And, and in her final scene where she said, you know, I, I've seen this spot in time over and over again, but never passed it. And sort of knew this was coming. Yet yeah, here I am after all this time, I'm still trying to stretch out a last moment. Like yes. that was, they gave you a bit of sadness. I thought like it, it gave some, some feeling to that character's death. Um, some understanding that she's not above all things. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. At the end of it, she still was human. Yes. Even after living for as long as she had, even though but they never actually cited exactly how long she lived, but. And I think they were trying to make a change by making it a woman. And, and it was obviously there was that whole, there was a kind of like the, the stereotypical, you walk in there, Oh, who's the ancient one? Where is he? Here's, here's this old, asian guy sitting there and then it was a surprise that it wasn't him it was her and i think the stereotypical idea of it being an old asian yeah. guy with long hair would be kind of but but the other question i had is why couldn't you have made it an old asian woman right an old <laughs> like asian i love solo swin but it's the same thing yeah. with nowadays like i feel like we won't ever get iron fist again like iron fist probably won't be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe again because right. the fact is we have Shang-Chi and I feel like Shang-Chi is going to give you that Kung Fu side of, of right. Marvel and that you don't need a white dude Danny being, Rand being yeah. uh, doing martial arts. I think you could just now, now do it and I don't think they would recast him as you know what I mean like they wouldn't recast right. him with Simo Lu. Like they, it, I just feel like nowadays you got it. We've seen it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Iron yeah. Fist has a connection to the Marvel Universe, but I don't think it's an impactful could, enough you one. You could that... pop Danny Rand in here and there and, and show yes. that he's still Iron Fist and Iron Fist is still doing what Iron Fist does, but we don't really need another no. Iron Fist season or movie or anything else, right? No. So, But like I said, that, that's a weird casting, but I like the idea they went with a female and it's going to piss some comic book you know, people off. But again, Adam and I mention it all the time, MCU is one thing, Marvel Universe is another thing. They're two yep, they're, different they're separate things. And, and it helps, um, once again, on my side of it, that yeah. I didn't come into it with a predisposed opinion yeah. of Doctor Strange and all yeah. of his origin and characters. So I didn't, I had no feelings on the matter. And I just it, overall enjoyed her as the ancient one. Yes. I thought she did a, a fantastic job. Yes. And and, and why Shang-Chi is not called Shang-Chi and the, the, the something of Kung Fu is because they're so stereotypical. Well, just because we were awful people back in the 70s and 80s does right. not mean we need to continue being that. So if we're going to introduce these characters... Tell us what, like, having it be an old Asian dude is just stereotypical because of the fact that Doctor Strange is not. And so right. he's becoming, he's, he's he's a sorcerer supreme and he's not an old Asian dude. So, like, changing that Funny up is a great you thing. You can't, no matter what, you can't win, right? No, like, exactly. We shouldn't uh, have been this way and always had, like, your stereotypical thing done, but then we shouldn't yeah. be changing it either because now we're making it stereotypical. There's, like, there isn't a win in any of this. Um, 
you know, perfect example, I was surprised with the casting um, in the new Batman movie mm-hmm. for Commissioner Gordon. And while watching it, I never once thought of the actor as doing anything besides Gordon. He was fantastic as Gordon. Yeah. That's who I saw on screen. He nailed the role. Um, so you get, and it's hard in the comic world, right? These characters are created a very long time ago. And, yeah. you, and if you are attached to them, you have a predisposed opinion of what the character is and should be. And sometimes you see it on screen and it doesn't match. But if if the actor does a great job or actress does a great job, you move on quickly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's the thing. But the other part about it is like, we, we you and I talked about the adaptations for comic books. So there's like, comic books that sometimes come out that like star wars did it the force awakens and it's the adaptation of the movie in a comic book form yeah. and it's like almost word for word like it's just basically yeah, it's like the same on, story it would be boring as hell for all of us if we knew what the hell was going to happen in this movie right like if, if we, we knew everything knowing, about like, oh, this movie sit there with a the, with the comic from from you know your past going okay so that's going to happen right now yeah. well, it would be yep, boring. Agreed. So the changing of things, I understand that. So there's definitely some things, and my brother would disagree with me. He thinks that it should be, he's a purist to the comic books and all that stuff and so on and so forth. But if that's I the case, was. 99% of our movie would be white dudes. Right. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, sorry. That's what, that's what they were. You know, these characters are created some in the 30s and 40s, some in the 60s. But yeah, they were overall mostly a bunch of white dudes. So I'm happy with the way that this is going, and I'm happy that like Marvel is going to do a PG TV show with Miss Marvel. Like, you know, I, there's some I pushback on fun. her powers. And that, and that's a character but... that's fun. I encourage uh, young adult readers a lot to go to Miss Marvel as a great action adventure story that gives um, a great little teenage feel to it. You know, I, I've encouraged my daughter to read it. Um, when kids come into the store, they say, you know, what what are characters I might like, and I go to Miss Marvel and Spider Man, Unbeatable, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yeah, Beatles Girl. Girl. That Miles series Morales. from 2015 was awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. They're all great, great, quick um, recommendations for young adult readers. So I think the Ms. Marvel series will be a fun one. Uh, I love. So I wanted to talk quickly before we get into the, I want to talk about uh, the, the couple of fun facts. And I also want to talk about Multiverse of Madness and just some predictions and things that are happening. I'll break down the trailer a little bit, but I don't want to last, I don't want to go too long here. Is. The, the first thing is the whole thing about what you, uh, when Rachel McAdams is like, it's, uh, you go to your cult and he goes, it's not a cult. Yeah. He goes, she goes, that's what cultists would say. And he goes, wait, yeah. you can't leave. And he's like, I'm leaving. I'm late for a cult meeting. <laughs> that was a great scene. That was, that was a great awesome. scene. And we talked about that humor, right? In that moment. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. But the question I have for you, I guess, is did Rachel McAdams, her character, accept the fact that Dr. Strange was this mystical magical person too quickly <laughs> was she like question she questioned it like what the hell are you right. wearing yeah. but then he removes his astral form and does this thing and she just goes okay i'll perform surgery like it was like so quick that someone was I like guess- if, someone, if someone came to you if i just came in your story my me- uh, astral body came out of my body and you were just like hey what's up justin hey what's up justin that's what it basically felt like. And I understand that right. it was shorter and there needs to be this thing. And she did have some pushback, but to me, it felt like there's too many movies out there where you just have to agree with what they're thinking because you, you can't last right. forever. But I don't know. It, it seemed unbelievable at the time. I would, think, I would think it would be that shock moment. They showed her shock, right? When he breaks yeah. between the astral form and the yeah. human form there where he's kind of floating in a mirror in space, right? That happens in, in you know, she's... She's a professional dealing with ER stuff, so she's dealing with his physical body here. Um, 
maybe it's like a state of shock, right? It's just like, well, yeah. what, whatever. And then I love when they go in the mop closet. He's like, yeah, I came through a portal in the mop closet. And she's like, look, if this is how it's going to be, just don't tell me. And then they go to the mop closet. There's the portal. And then she goes, through. he goes in and then she turns around. She goes, what the hell? And the mop falls, mop falls and it scares and the shit out of her. That's, again, comedy that's funny because that's what would happen in that moment. Even if you're in shock and it's a serious moment, you just did surgery yeah. on this dude is that the fact that the mop falling over would happen and it would make you yeah. scared and it makes us as an audience laugh. It's, yep. it's, yeah. And, and then I think all that was perfect. And then if you're in her, if you're in her position, what do you do? Right. Like, what do you, yeah. I mean, you just see him break through this dimension type and then you're working on this body and you know, then he goes through and he's dressed like this. What else do you do in that situation from her aspect? I mean, it's just the whole thing would be shocking. And and you could probably get into a, a little mini series about her time yeah. after that of like, what the hell just happened? Yep. You know what it, I mean? It, and and because that'd be your next thing, right? Like, what did I just see? How does all this work? And then you would think she would start becoming obsessed yeah. with finding this all out, right? You'd have all these questions you want answers to. And I think they again, you have time constraints, and there's times Adam and I have talked to this that's on the podcast is sometimes you just have to go with it. Like you just have to go, right. okay, that's fine. Most people probably be freaked out and not even like, wouldn't be able to perform a surgery because they're so freaked out, but she just went with it. And you kind of have to just believe that this is not real, right. Paul. Like this is not well, a documentary. Figure. Right. <laughs> it's not real. You got to figure she, she's an ER specialist, right? I mean, she has yes. to deal with gunshot wounds and with every other, you know, event that can happen and the crazy things I'm sure you would see in the ER of a major yes. metropolitan city, like New York city that you just, whatever <laughs> you just keep doing your job right i do say so this movie is a jet in general this movie is in connected to the mcu in a sense but if, if you're trying to do a truncated version of the mcu that this is actually one of those ones that you can i don't want to say skip it because it's really good watch it but you could Fantastic, skip yeah. over because if you just want to take dr strange of dr strange of who he is then you can watch thor loving or uh, uh, thor um ragnarok and see him work with um, Loki and Thor in that yep. movie and then you see him in other movies as Doctor Strange is saying okay I know who he is we do introduce the Metal time Man. stone in this yes. movie but no one actually talks about it being the, like it's not like this is like wait Thanos the is going to come for there's this a reference that it's an infinity stone but that, that no one that knows but, no like oh Thanos is coming so yeah. you don't need to know about that in a sense like it, right. it, it's okay you can do it which is nice you can also watch this movie if you don't want to watch all of the MCU because of the fact that it's not inundated with the connection to the other films so it right. does do a role on both those things the, the post-credit scene with thor is fun the whole filling the mug stuff that's pretty fun yeah. uh you do see in the other post-credit scene where he goes and removes the powers the the the, the, the mystical powers from the dude that he met in the in the movie yeah Moto um, that... yeah making Mordo. him crippled okay. again and stuff like that so um post-credit scenes were great i there's nothing crazy i mean it led into um thor um ragnarok with right. that uh with that post credit scene and i don't that, that second scene just shows he's taking the powers away again but there's no there hasn't been a connection to that yet to that yet which i think it will be interesting trying to get back into the sequel to dr yeah. strange and, and we have seen that uh mortal will be in it and yes. um like what the hell has he been doing all this time I'm... like he's obviously obsessed with the idea there's too many sorcerers like well, and he's going around you would think at some point dark strange while being busy yes with the infinity stones and with thanos and and with all the things that are happening to dr strange would still go i might have to go deal with this guy yeah like this seems like a problem but 
I guess we'll maybe we'll get there and see what happens in the in the next movie, right? And I wanted to nip in the butt quickly is the idea that people always complain about well at this moment in time, 2016, when this movie came out, the Avengers were a thing, other superheroes right. were a thing. So right. the world was about to come to an end because of the dark dimension and no one came and helped. But the theory I have on that one is Doctor Strange is the only person that can help. Yeah. Like there's yeah, like, Thor, what's, Thor's what's not Thor? gonna, I mean Thor maybe, but like Thor Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man, uh, you know, like is, is Hulk is going to do something? Ant-Man, I, I, Guardians of the Galaxy, like they're not going to be any match for a dark dimensional spiritual being yeah. like that. So it, it makes sense in this one. one. That might be able to do something. Yes. So there's that. Did you know that quick fun facts? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch almost did, didn't make the shoot. He was the first top choice for the role of Stephen Strange, but he was also uh, committed to play Hamlet on stage. That no, if, they did, that if they didn't have him, the second choice would have been Joaquin Phoenix. But Joaquin Phoenix would have turned down the role because he didn't want a multi-movie commitment. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman was almost considered for the role of the Ancient One. Also interesting. It would have been a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that would have gone. Uh, and then James Gunn shot Stan Lee's cameo in this movie. You know, they're on the bus. Yep. Yeah, that bus uh, scene. That, that was actually one of Stan Lee's cameos. They shot three in the same day. They shot the Doctor Strange one, the Watcher and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and um, the third movie favorites. was speculated to be the one in Spider-Man Homecoming. They shot all on the same day, and then it, Derrickson picked the one that he wanted. Obviously not the space one, but like right. there was other ones he got to pick through, which is pretty cool. It actually but they probably could have done the space one still of Strange going through time and space, yeah. and then just real quick, the Watcher's all standing there and him... Talking it makes sense it. to me. Like they could have done that towards the end of Stanley's life too, is just done a bunch of them and try to figure it out where they fit in the movies. But I still right. think that Deadpool should I'll take over ones. for Stanley's cameos. I feel like Deadpool should just be in like the background of a movie every single just, Marvel movie. Just that fourth dimensional breaking. It's just like all of a sudden they're like all over the driving place. down the street and he's like at a coffee shop sitting at a table or something like that. I think that would right. be um, yep. and then two other Doctor Strange movies were, were attempted to be made, one in 1992. Uh, by Wes Craven, which again would have been kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, and then again in two thousand and one, definitely horror from Guillermo del Toro, uh, and then David Goyer, who did the Dark Knight or co-wrote the first uh, Batman Begins. Mm. He wrote, co-wrote that. Was hired to write and direct one as well. But then in two thousand eight, del Toro pitched one, but none of these projects ever materialized. Again, weird things for me that like in the nineteen ninety two that they thought Doctor Strange would be the one to do a movie. Yeah. On. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, why, why go Doctor Strange? Because he wasn't as mainstream, maybe. I that's possible. Maybe they I thought you could go more open, and and people would go see it for the the horror side of it, for the magic yep. side of it, and it wouldn't just be like I have to be a, a comic fan to get it. Like, well, that's what the second movie. So if we get it quickly into the Multiverse of Madness coming out on May sixth, is Sam Raimi is the director. So Sam Raimi obviously did the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider Man movies. Yep. But he's also known for his horror movies. So this movie, it's got horror elements in it to like probably 10 times as much as what it was in the first movie. Um, there's a big, big, big part of that. And Michael Waldron, who wrote the Loki series on Disney Plus, is the writer for this movie. Which I, which I very cool much too. enjoyed the Loki series. Yeah. So, Which also makes, leads that. a lot of people to believe that there's going to be a lot more connections between those two series. If the guy who wrote the Loki series about what well, happens in the multiverse like, in that series and then multiverse part of this movie. Yeah. You're, and you're getting like the, the sort of police to the timeline, all yeah. that, but ultimately like the sorcerer Supreme should be in charge of guarding the timeline and guarding yeah. all of these manipulations. So it would make sense to have Dr. Strange in that whole thing, which would be an interesting 
like mix of how do you do strange with yes. this? I would have loved to see a strange in Loki. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch obviously returns. Basically, a lot of people from the first movie return, but they added obviously Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, yep. And so Sochil Gomez, who plays um, American Chavez. Yes. And I uh, guess yeah, everybody else who returns from the other movie. The music that, by... that was the, the very quick blip. And I'm like, hey, that's American yep. Chavez right there yep. in the coat running. Yep, and then exactly. I, and there's I, some other I, things I want to okay, point yeah, out. I want to point out some notes here in a second, Paul, about a bunch of the things that I've seen that I've read online and things like that. But Danny Elfman's doing the music. Famous Danny Elfman. That would be cool. Danny Elfman from, I, I'm not going to list off of his resume because it would take us an hour just to do. Right. Um, so Sinister Strange looks like it's going to appear. Defender Strange, Zombie Strange are all in this movie, looks like. It looks like we're getting some Ultron centuries. I mean, it's, there's the multiple comic books or, or, or yeah. trailers that are out there are just like American Chavez, obviously. Uh, yeah. The potential villain being Nightmare, um, which is a pretty cool villain. Captain Carter, possibly, in this movie. There is... There's a part in the movie, the latest trailer that was on TV, um, that he, they, that American Chavez and Doctor Strange fall through this dimensional thing, and right. in that dimensional thing, it they fall through a dimensional reality that has dinosaurs, which is badass. Which could give you like double dinosaur. Yep. You could get into a lot of other Marvel characters. Even if you don't, like I said, even if they don't talk about them, they're just there or they have a connection to there. Yes. Yes. Um, But in the top left corner in that exact same scene is an animated cartoon reality. So the connection to possibly putting what if in this connection of it, or I thought, guess what's coming up here pretty soon is X-Men 97, the redo of the original cartoon. So it'd be kind of cool if that's again, tie in some of that stuff. Right. Well, and biggest... I, I was just thinking Spider Ham too. If you want to yep. get into like the whole Spider Verse, oh god, that'd be amazing. Movie. That'd be so amazing. <laughs> um, the big, obviously, the big one we want to chat about really quickly is the Illuminati. Like that's that's the big, yeah. the big thing with two thousands Fox owned X Men movie having Professor X in it, and yep. there's also this thought process that timeline is all screwed up over at the Mar- at the X Men oh, universe. So the idea Good is Lord. this is probably the X Men from X Men One. Right. Think about it. Like the first X-Men movie you're talking back in the day, X-Men. Um, yep. But the Illuminati in the comic books, Paul, right, is Strange, Doctor Strange, Professor yep. X, Iron Man, yep. Namor, Black Bolt, Mr. Fantastic. Black Panther was asked to be in the Illuminati, but assigned, declined originally. Yep. Um, so obviously, Doctor Strange is being brought to the Illuminati in this trailer. Mm. We think, yeah, we right. think. So obviously it seems that way it. with, right. The, the um, potential that that was Patrick Stewart's voice and correct. Yeah. Uh, is it possibly a sorcerer supreme Mordo from a different dimension, different reality that is in his spot? Uh, Superior Iron Man is a theory also that could be in this that the, that the that. Ultron Initiative worked. Uh, and also Reed Richards is possible to come into this as a, as a whether it's from the original Fantastic Four movies or they actually bring in a new um, actor and a new actor as, as Reed Richards uh, and then professor X, obviously. So it'd be interesting to see all that. I mean, it kind of be, would be kind of cool if like, you know, um, Dr. Our black Panther sister, what's the hell's her name? Suri. Suri. Is the doctor is the black Panther on like, there'd be kind of, yeah. they could do anything and I'd be happy. Obviously seeing Namor in there would be badass or black bolt, but like, yeah, I, I think it's introductions, gonna, which yeah. they had the inhumans, but that was, let's just leave that out. I think the Inhumans stopped, and, and, and that, that the theory on that one is is that the, they started getting the discussion with Fox to get the X Men back, mm. 
And the Inhumans originally, I think, was going to be the MCU's mutants. Right. And so they were doing this. There was supposed to be an Inhumans movie. And yeah. it ended up not coming to fruition. I think that's because they didn't want a confusion between what Inhumans are and mutants are. And when they thought, okay, well, eventually we're going to bring mutants in, we want to forget about the Inhumans part of it. And so I think they're now not going to do the Inhumans which part. are their own yes. entities, but close enough to all of it to confuse anybody. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Ultron Sentries, they saw that. Uh, they saw a um, what-if possibility in here. Uh, mentions the truth, perhaps the MCU. And all we know is actually not the universe's core reality. That like we're actually one of the side realities to the core reality. And that we've been actually living in an incomplete post-House of M reality where mutants have been erased. And that's why we don't see anything wrong that's with it. That's why we don't see mutants. That would be Which interesting. Which gives you some of that WandaVision yep. stuff. Because WandaVision was very much House of M. And think about it. It's actually a clip of Doctor Strange and, and, and Mark and Chavez going through the front of the screen. Their faces are all blocks. And that is almost identical to the um, Scarlet Witch cover B on one of the House of M covers. I think it was by casada i think it was by joe casada of uh of her being pulled apart by blocks and that's a house of m connection in that aspect of it too so this funny thing about this kind of stuff is that we might actually end up seeing some of the things that we thought we were going to see a long time ago like we thought mm. wandavision was going to introduce house of m and so right. like it's hard for you to find house of m trades and all that stuff because we were buying them all up and then we were like the whole 2020 into 21 we were like oh yeah you know what's going to happen we're going to see Mephisto and we Yo, haven't every, yet. Everything was Mephisto. I feel like now they're going to still like, people are pointing. Going Multiverse Mephisto. of Madness is going to be like, okay, here we go. House of M Mephisto. We're just going to throw it all in this movie. So you better come see it uh, and right. see that stuff too. So it's going to be super interesting to see. I, again, I, I, I was so, so, so pumped to see spider Spider-Man no way home. Like it was like the, the yeah. movie that I was like, Oh my God. Part of it was core MCU character. It's a sequel. Whereas the Eternals and Shang-Chi were introducing new characters, so there was nothing really to grab onto. Doctor Strange is going to bring back Wanda. They're going to bring back Doctor Strange, a lot of the characters from the Doctor Strange movies. You might potentially see Professor X in there. You might be able to see new, uh, uh, you know, other characters that are going to be on this Illuminati, potentially Deadpool. There's talks about that they won't probably introduce the X-Men because I feel like they're not ready for that yet, and there's not right. that. But it's possible they could still cross over the universes by putting Deadpool into this universe, showing that there's a possibility of Deadpool down the road um that makes me want to see who doesn't movie. want to see deadpool in any movie anyways and ryan reynolds man he just he's it. he is yeah but I, this makes me want to see this movie so much and it's like now it's becoming that movie over how much i wanted to see no way home it's now becoming that like seeing those trailers and seeing that speculation like what's gonna happen like i have no idea what's i could not predict right now what's gonna happen in this movie this is going to be a great, it's like a great launch point to doing the next level mm -hmm. of Marvel movies. And, and it does, they, they've done it perfectly to set up to, like you said, you can have anything, you can introduce mm -hmm. anything you want. This could go in any direction. And I love the idea of connecting all the past. Like, yeah. why is it, if we live in a world of comic books, that there's a multiverse in the comic books, right? Why can't there be one in the, in the, in the movies? And why can't the X-Men from the early 2000s be another to a reality another universe like it yeah. can be in another and technically it was it was, wasn't the fox universe for a while there it was like x-men and there was like the fantastic four universe and then there was spider-man universe and then there was the mcu yep. why can't there be a x-men universe that's on fox 
that's from the early 2000s that we don't ever we see for a blip. Oh, cool. Professor X is in this and we never see again. Right. They close that dimension off. It, it's there. But now anybody who's ever watched a Marvel movie can go, ah, it all connects in a weird way, but it's not it, Professor X we see in the MCU part of it might not be the Professor X that we see in the Fox part, but there's a reason why. And it's because it's right. a different reality. I'd love for them to bring back friggin' the Captain America from, from the early 90s. I'd love to see Nick Fury played by <laughs> what's his face from uh from um um I always do this every time Adam and I talk about this from Baywatch. Um the hell oh, me. Uh David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff played a Nick Fury in the movie uh, on a director DVD. Get Dolph London as Punisher again. Yes, like do that. <laughs> I don't care. Honestly, bring them. them all in here. Honestly, if they were to show a blip from the unreleased Fantastic Four movie that you could find on YouTube right now. I would freaking watch that. I, I think it's funny to do all of them and just close off the ones that you don't ever want to touch again, but make right. them all continuity. But they all they, could have happened. They all mm -hmm. could. They're all out there somewhere. How funny would it be if Nightmare was introduced and, and they show the Fantastic Four movies from the from the early 2000s and it's like, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like, this is a nightmare of what the world could look like, this shitty movie. <laughs> this is what Doom could have been. <laughs> Oh, God. That would be uh, funny, honestly. But uh, it, it, you know what? It, it, it's going to be fun, dude. And I'm like, so excited. I do think that this may, this is definitely, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll put the money on it right now. This is going to be one of those few movies that the sequel is better than the original. I, I think that's a very high possibility. And I overall enjoyed this original movie. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think it is. And, and it's always great in sequels where you don't have to get that origin story. No. You yeah. already had that. So you can move on to the next thing. You already know who this character is. You already have a love for him, and you're excited to see him again. So, and, I, and I the think pandemic did a, pandemic didn't help, but it's six years since the first movie. That's a long, a long time. time. We haven't seen that really much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thor, Ragnarok was that one where we, this, they're now getting the fourth movie with Thub and Thunder. So, right. like it's, it's the first star, our first MCU movie to get a fourth movie with their name yep. in it. So, like six years. I mean, obviously, like I said this movie probably would have been released. A year ago. A while if, ago. If, yeah. yeah. And it honestly was already supposed to be released um, right now. It was supposed to be released in March. And so it being delayed till May is a uh, is another delay as well. So I'm super excited. And the only thing we have after that, Paul, is freaking Lord, Thor Love and Thunder, which is now the shortest time between the release of the movie and the release of a trailer is broken the record of, I forget what it was, Incredible Hulk. That wow. there was the shortest time between the release of a trailer and the release of a movie. Every day gets shorter and shorter because we still have yet. yet we're recording it. this on the... April 11th. This won't come out until April 19th. So there's a possibility in those eight days that we get a we're trailer, but still, it. it may be the, the possibility we won't get it. Until... have been dropped. You can now see what the action figures look like, yep. which is some of the first images of what is coming in that movie. Yes. And, and uh... connect everything together, Paul. Dark Knight. Is we did a trilogy review last week yep. or two weeks ago. It's in this movie technically Christian because, Bale. and then April 10th was the 30th anniversary of the movie Newsies, which I first got introduced to Christian Bale in. And so all of this is connected in a weird, around weird, weird world. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so and then you can watch Shaft, where Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury beats yes. down the broad. See, it's all connected. <laughs> Listen, to I want Nick Cage as Ghost Ghost Rider in this movie. For five oh, seconds, you'd, then you'd be the no. only person. But then get him out of there. Like I said, make it continuity, no. but then just forget about it. Like, who the hell was that dude? Uh, or Nick have a quick glimpse of him of of Nick Cage in the Superman suit that they were gonna do. Yes, back in the uh, what early early nineties. Yeah, right. How about 
have Nick Cage be the first person to play two different characters in the same Marvel movie. Have him come in as the animated version of uh, Spider-Man Noir. Yep. With a mask on, but just voicing him. And then have him come in as Ghost Rider in the same movie. Have the first person ever to be car- play two different Marvel mo- characters in the same movie. There we go. No? Well, okay. That's yeah, a possibility. I think possibility. I would, as long as the Ghost Rider scene is fast and gone, because, oh. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. But you know what? There's a lot of bad things. We, 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 you know, we are, luckily, Paul, we have lived long enough in our lifetime where we could say we luck our thank, thank, lucky stars like we talked about not wanting to see Morbius that much, but the fact that every month basically now for the next foreseeable future is a new comic book related something coming out and Woo-hoo! we're living a world that that happens. And that's really cool yep. for us. And, and I'm excited to see the future of whatever happens. And on yesterday's poll list, which technically, because this comes out the 19th on the 18th poll list for Justin, there is a DC book on there. So you have to check that out. It's uh, it's, a DC book. Yeah, it's a stretch, but it's a DC book. <laughs> so we'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, Paul, 547 Hammer Street, Bangor, Maine is, is Galactic comics. comics and Collectibles. You find them online too and find them on Whatnot. Check out Whatnot. Yeah. I was on there Absolutely. the other day making fun of them. I didn't buy anything, but, <laughs> but I also thought it was stupid for me to buy anything because I'm like, I can just go into your shop and buy Walk it, not pay shipping. And, it. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. I love it. I good. Adam and I don't rate or like rate movies when we're on these right. things, but we do basically the stay home and watch it or go to the theaters and watch it. And I think that it's a one or the other. I, am, I think this is the kind of movie where like, if it was on Disney plus released at the same time it was in the movie theaters, that it's probably one of those ones that you could just see at home. Um, but I do think I, the special was, effects and everything is cool enough to see in the big screen. I was just going to say, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. I'm glad I got the effects of it in the big screen um, because the, all of the, the filming of it was, fantastic and still holds up today like i said the storyline itself is a stream at home and your big screen with the popcorn and beer at home the the actual production and creation of the movie is a cool big screen sound effects the the magic battle the battling with magic and with the mirror dimensions and with the the flipping of of time and space was all amazing and it was great on the big screen we're going to add another category to this. Those who live in the greater Bangor area, you have the watch at home on your big screen with your beer and thing. You have the, in the theaters, right. And in the middle, you have your queen city cinema club where you go watch it on a slightly smaller screen. You still get your home experience, but you get your theater experience as well. So there's the middle now. So there, I think that's the one, yeah. the one in the go, middle, go to queen city and, and they'll there. give you a button you can hit and Josh will bring you more beer. Yes. I know. Or on a brewing company beer, right? That's right. <laughs> but, Check out Paul on Facebook, Instagram, all those things. Uh, Capes, uh, those Capes things. Uh, Galactic <laughs> Comics and Collectibles. Uh, and then you can check us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have capesandtights.com as well as Apple, Spotify, and all those crazy things on Everywhere there as well. Else. Thanks for filling in, Paul. Adam, we're hey, very, 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 very grateful. Adam's probably, I want to do, when the first episode he comes back, we probably will do a little like, what Adam wanted to say about Dr. Strange and yeah. see, I almost texted him and say, Hey, can you send me some things? But again, I'm trying to uh, let him do his him thing be. and I'm, I'm only going to yep, send him memes in, in the meantime. So um, sweet. Thanks, Paul. I uh, will catch Thanks, you this Justin. weekend or this weekend, according to this episode at the Bangor comic and toy con April 22nd to the 24th yes. at the Bangor mall. Uh, and uh, yeah, pretty cool. 